Thank you for downloading this podcast from Pardes, North America. This episode of the Pardes Parsha podcast features Tova Leia Nachmani and Rabbi Svi Hirschfield on Parshat Chaye Sarad. For the latest episode of the Parsha podcast, please visit elmad.pardes.org. And now, Tova Leia Nachmani and Rabbi Svi Hirschfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Pardes Parsha podcast. I always have trouble saying that, all those P's in a row. Uh, this is C. Hirschfield. I'm here with my teacher and colleague, Tobalea Nachmani, uh, and we're here to talk with you or discuss, I guess I'm discussing with you, but uh, you can listen as we discuss uh, the Parsha of Chaye Sarah, which has a lot of uh, big events that happen. Most notably, the Parsha begins with, of course, the death of Sarah and the burial of Sarah and Avram acquiring uh, the Maratha Machpelah in Hebron. But we are going to focus on a later episode in the story. And this episode begins with the Torah telling us that Avram has been blessed with everything. And now he turns his attention towards finding a wife for Yitzchak. And what's interesting there is Yitzchak is not mentioned. Avram does not send Yitzchak to go, presumably because he is very worried that Yitzchak will go and not come back. So instead, he sends his Eved to go in his stead. Some would say the Eved is Eliezer. In this instance, he's not named. And so uh, this Eved goes off. He takes, he loads up 10 camels and a lot of Avram's wealth, and he goes to Avram's homeland, to his family, to find a wife for uh, his son. Have you anything out, Tovalea? Um, nope, so far so good. So far so good. Uh, okay, and so what I'd like to focus in on uh, briefly is the, the, the Eved, when he, when he gets to where he's going, he doesn't go and seek out the family. Instead, he, he, he offers up this tefillah, which also has like almost a test to it, saying, you know, if a, if, a, if a girl shows up and she acts in a certain way, then I'll know that that's the wife for uh, Yitzchak. And after it happens, uh, what you know, Tovle, you're going to talk about and go into more depth, he offers a prayer. And he even offers that prayer, by the way, before she even agrees to come with him. And both of those things are interesting, but... I guess I'd like to focus in on the idea that the, the Eved has this moment of gratitude, that, that his prayer, that God has done this chesed for Avram and really done this chesed for him to fulfill his mission. And it seems to me that the gratitude that he feels at the end, his prayer of gratitude, is linked to his sense that this mission is bigger than him, that he can't do it on his own. And somehow there's a message there that, what sets up or enables gratitude is an original step of humility that I can't do the thing I'm grateful for by myself. Okay. I think um, that just leads me to think about gratitude and what I learned as a child, that saying please and thank you is a function of being polite. It's a function of manners. But You're really, from the Midwest, to be that's fair. That's true. <laughs> You're not? I am also. <laughs> okay. I just don't know if I learned the lessons as well. But. <laughs> okay. But uh, it certainly drilled into me that you had to be polite. But really, having gratitude is not at all about being polite. Having gratitude is about saying, you know what? I couldn't have done that thing without you. 
when we wake up in the morning, we say, we show our gratitude to God for giving, getting our, receiving our souls back, getting a new lease on life, being able to start a new day. So we say the word or before we say ani. So before there's ever an I, we have this idea that, you know, the gratitude, Mode, is about, I, I couldn't even be here without you. Yeah, I remember someone showed me once, that I don't remember where it was from, that the word for gratitude is connected to the word to admit. With the idea of like lahodot can be both of those things. The idea is mm-hmm. first you have to admit that you're not able to do it on your own, mm-hmm. and that opens up hoda'a of gratitude. Right, very nice. Thank you. Okay. See, folks, I prepare these things. Anyways, go ahead. Share some thoughts on gratitude. Okay, so I have some questions about gratitude. This week, gratitude is easier said than done. Uh, it's easier to talk about it than to actually do it a lot of times. Um, just this week, I was in the hospital with a close friend's daughter who has severe anorexia, unfortunately, and whose body is battling severe malnutrition. The next day, I went to the funeral of a very the mother of a very, very close friend of mine who passed away suddenly, and that night, I was in the emergency room all night with a family member of mine who had a me- medical emergency. So is there room for gratitude in situations like that? I mean, it's been just a crazy two days for me. And if there is room for gratitude, then how, how do you muster feelings of gratitude? Um, and do we always have to live with gratitude? Are there times when, when gratitude is, is inappropriate? Um, those are some of the questions that I want to start with. Okay, let's hear what you got. Okay, so uh, first of all, I would say, is there room for gratitude in those kind of situations and situations that are challenging? So I think that what we learn, one of the things that we learn from the servant of Abraham, Ebed Eliezer, is that he shows gratitude. He actually not not only shows gratitude, he says in uh, chapter 24, verse 26, it says that after he actually... uh, realizes and is told and when he asks he asks uh, Rivka who are you whose daughter are you and she says I am the daughter of, uh, of Bituel and I'm right I'm Abraham's relative and uh, and you can come over to our house and there's pl- you know plenty of uh, food for your camels and a place to sleep the first thing he does it says Vayikod means he actually bows all the way prostrates him down to the ground and and he um Right? shows gratitude and bows before God. And he says, Baruch Hashem Adoni Abraham, Blessed is God, the God of my master, Abraham, Adoni. Okay? who has not left his, right? who has showed me right? his kindness and his truth. Um, and one of the things that we learn is that gratitude can live side by side with um, can live side by side with something that we lack in our tefillah in, in his case he found out that she was right she was not only a, a person of chesed but she was also a relative and he got both you know he got he got both the things that he wanted but he didn't know yet if she was going to agree to go with him he didn't know yet if her family was going to agree he didn't know yet if the you know the goods that he had brought were going to be enough for them and so that he's actually as it were, he's being grateful to God before his whole mission has been complete. And one of the things we learned from Eliezer, from the from the servant Eliezer, um, is that perhaps the, that gratitude, that gratitude comes along, not once all of our lacks have been fulfilled, 
but it can live side by side with the things that we lack when we don't know, when we have a, a lack of knowledge of how things are, are really going to turn out. Okay, it's not that we can only have gratitude when we get to the perfect ending and everyone's happily ever after. So he, he kind of sees God's chesed already in what's happened so far, even though it still may not end the way he wants it to end. The fact that enough has happened to make him believe that his prayer was heard. What's also, I think, so striking, which I, I, I hope we get a chance to address, he's grateful for something good that happened to Avraham. Mm-hmm. It's not happening to him, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's about, he says, you did not, uh, your chesed and emet me'im adoni. Right? It's an amazing thing, because you think about if this is the same Eved, as you're saying, who Avram said was going to inherit his household if Yitzchak hadn't been born. If anything, he's the one who's going to lose most if the family is perpetuated, right? The family doesn't perpetuate, there's a chance that he'll, he'll be in charge. Mm-hmm. And yet here he is, grateful that what Avraham wants and needs is being fulfilled. Like, be grateful for somebody else's blessing. It's amazing. Right. That it's even, right, not even, it's not about him. Right. It's not about him. It's about being part of a bigger picture, about being able to fulfill something that he knows. I mean, that's what makes him, you know, Eved Avraham, Eved Eliezer, the servant of Avraham. Um, what we have in our own tefillah, what our Chazal, uh, our sages, did for us when, when they set up, our sages and prophets, when they set up the tefillah of the Amidah, is I think that they gave that message to us also because the beginning of our, uh, in the Amidah, when we have the first three prayers of, of reverence, of, um, of mentioning the Avot, right, that we're actually mentioning that, you know, Eliezer mentions that, you know, the God of Abraham, and we also mention the God of our, of our ancestors. And after that, those first three blessings, then we have 13 blessings that are all about what we lack, what we don't have. And only after we've said those 13 blessings, then we say, and we bow and we prostrate ourselves, right? That we say to God, we're grateful, right? That we're actually grateful that you are our God. But we say that before our blessings have been fulfilled. Right, so maybe we're even grateful just for the chance to ask, or we're grateful because we know that we've received some of the things we're asking for. But the idea that uh, it seems that you're sharing is that the that this the Evid Avram also shares is this capacity for gratitude, even though the picture is still incomplete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, it's very very profound um, that we can have that we can be grateful not just when we have we've received everything that we want, right? But any small even the smallest thing, even the smallest step towards something that I'm working for is is something that we can be grateful for. Um, I want to ask the question about is is grateful is gratitude always appropriate? Is it always is it always necessary to have gratitude? Is there any time when gratitude is is inappropriate, um, or when gratitude can be toxic or can be dangerous even to a situation? Um, and one of the things that I that uh, that I read about is it, even though gratitude we know it makes us feel strong and confident and, and, happy. and happy right and, yeah. and and it brings us uh you know better relationships the more grateful we are i think that the, our relationships are deeper also uh, but i think that there's sometimes also that people have i know that i have had in the past um uh difficulty with feeling allowing myself to feel the emotions right a negative or painful emotions that i feel because i feel like who, who am i to complain 
I have so much going for me, but even though, you know, but, but if something's not going well, then I feel like I, you know, who, who am I to complain? And actually gratitude can be dangerous in a sense, because it can cause us, to, if, if it causes us to, um, to hinder our emotional processing and not allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling, uh, then I think that we have to be careful about that. We, we shouldn't be forcing gratitude when we're feeling upset as a way of managing our emotions. So especially, I guess, when gratitude is supposed to crowd out other feelings as opposed to living alongside them. Right. That, yeah. uh, and, 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 you know, your, your example, the tefillah is a perfect example. You think of someone who's praying for health or for their family's financial situation or for the Jewish people being in danger, like things that you're terrified about that mm-hmm. really are making you feel sad and worried and, and, and overwhelmed. Or uh, for election results that you or, want to Or election through. results. By the way, folks, we're not getting into politics here, no, so we're going to be not. careful on that one. But the idea that on the one hand, you're, you're praying from a place of anxiety, fear, loss, and on the other hand, you then make space for the modim. But the modim, the gratitude, doesn't cancel out those earlier feelings, mm-hmm. right? We don't say, well, if you're really grateful, you wouldn't ask for anything mm-hmm. because you just be grateful all the time. And what I hear you saying is you're allowed to have those things live side by side. And in fact, if, if the gratitude makes you feel, if your desire for gratitude makes you feel guilty about wanting or needing or feeling angry or upset or having all those other feelings, then it's not working the way it's supposed to work. So another way of thinking about gratitude is that um, it really deepens our relationships when we have when we have proper gratitude. When I think about giving a a, uh, a gift to a young child, some of my grandchildren, if I give them a gift, they'll open it up and they'll say, "Oh yay, that's just what I wanted," and they'll run the other direction and start playing with it. But if I give a gift or do an act of kindness for a friend, for an adult, for someone who has more right a deeper consciousness. Um, then hopefully they will be likely to say, wow, how thoughtful of you to think of me and really appreciate the depth of the relationship. In Because um, gifts are really an expression of relationship and they are an invitation to deepen that relationship. Um, in Masechet Brachot, it says that our rabbis have taught that it's forbidden for a person to enjoy anything of this world without a blessing. And if anyone enjoys anything of this world without a blessing, it is as if the person has stolen ma'al from the realm of the holy. Right. It's a very odd... You'd think they would just said it's like gezel, it's like theft. But they don't. They use the term mi'ilah. Mi'ilah is the violation in the Torah when a person takes an object that was sanctified for holy use or use in the temple and they use it for personal benefit. So it's a very interesting choice that that's the comparison of eating food without making a blessing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, and then it says, like, what's the remedy for somebody who does that? In Masechet Brachot, the continuation is the person should consult with a wise, with someone who's wise. What will the wise person do for them? Uh, the person's already committed the offense of using something, right? Something uh, that was sanctified, that was supposed to be in the realm of sanctifying, of, of, uh, of holiness. And it says, Rava says, what it means is that a person should consult with a wise man beforehand so that that person will teach uh, the person how to make blessings, the wise person will teach the other person how to make blessings so that the person will not even, you know, will not even come to committing that kind of a uh, He'll take act. a hilchot, a laws of blessings class, and then he'll be set up for the next time. Right. No, but it's really about the ability to appreciate, to know that every cucumber that God has created in my garden 
is an act of, it's an invitation for me to be in relationship with God. And every act of kindness or gift that someone does for me is also an invitation to be, to deepen that relationship. But it depends on how I respond to the, uh, to the gift or to the act. So I've misused the food really, right? The food is not there to, to sustain me, really, because God could have made us without needing food at all, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So the food is really there as an opportunity to, for God to give me a gift, mm-hmm. to feel being, I'm being taken care of by God. And when I don't make the blessing, the Talmud seems to be saying, I, I, have, I, I have not used the food for the right purpose. The real purpose of the food is to appreciate God and, and feeling like I've been given a gift. And instead, I use the food just simply to satisfy my physical desire. I miss the opportunity and I misused what the food was there for. And I would say that even, maybe even stronger to say like, oh my gosh, I could not have done this without you. Like I can't survive without food. So for us to have that opportunity to, to, as you started in the beginning, to talk about humility and to say it's not just about, it's good for me, you know, to be humble, but it's really about the relationship that I develop with Hashem. Because if I could say to Hashem, wow, that's, <laughs> right. right? I couldn't do this without you. There was no way I could ever do this without you. Then I think that's 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 the ultimate, um, perhaps, you know, the ultimate proper use of something like food, that when we say a blessing, that we shouldn't be mumbling the blessing, but really being able to, uh, like a child who takes the gift and runs in the other direction, but we should actually be able to say, wow, that was just amazing, and I could never have created such a delicious cucumber or but, been sustained without what you've given me. But you realize then why people would resist it, right? Because the statement, I can't do this without you, could also make you very scary. Because mm-hmm. who says that you is going to be there, even with people, right? If you acknowledge in a relationship that I really need you, at that moment you're vulnerable because you're basically acknowledging without you I'm in trouble and I can't guarantee. So my gratitude for this person in my life also opens up this this fear and vulnerability that can come along with it. So you can understand why people would resist the type of gratitude that you're talking about and Absolutely. why we have to teach ourselves about it. And it's not so good for my ego either. No. I, want to... <laughs> I have to acknowledge I can't do all these things for myself. Right. Even even make a cucumber. Mm-hmm. I can't even make That's a right. cucumber. It's unbelievable. That's right. Not that okay. I think cucumbers are that great. There are other things I like better. Okay. Let's just say. But I eat them. They're good for you. Okay. Uh, I, I think I, I would like to close this with, or of course, you have anything to add, that there, there's another element here that I think is also connected to gratitude, and that is gratitude is often rooted in being part of something bigger. That it's not only a gratitude for this one thing, but that this one thing is actually a part. Like the phrase, Ezu Ashira Samech Bechelko. From Pirkei Avot. From Pirkei Avot, right? Who is, who is happy, the one who is happy with his portion, his chelek. And I think happiness is connected to gratitude. I'm happy with my, with my peace because I know my peace is part of something larger. And I think uh, Eved Avraham here, one of the reasons he's able to feel so grateful on behalf of Avraham is not just because Avraham's going to get what he wants, but the, I think he's plugged into the whole mission of Avraham. And he, he's grateful, I also, I sense, because he's got to play a role in this, this mission that's unfolding in the building of this family and building this nation. And he gets to feel his peace of something greater. And I think anytime we get a chance to feel that sense, I am part of something bigger and more important and meaningful, I get a lot of gratitude or a feeling of gratitude from that. Absolutely. And I think that's why the choreography of bowing is what goes along with saying modim, 
because it really shows me that, you know, it, it, it's, there's a chore choreography of like lowering my head and, and, you know, feeling the vertebrae one by one, you know, Eh, separate from each other yeah. yes separate from each other in order to um you know we, we have to do that when we when we pray in order to i think internalize how much this is um maybe a challenging part of our lives it's really hard to be grateful a lot yeah. of times it's easier to be annoyed or to quetch or to complain about something that the things that are not going right and the things that are lacking in our I lives i am good at that by the way i just <laughs> okay. want to say if we're looking for hidden talents i have a real talent for that <laughs> okay. okay well i'm grateful for this chance to discuss this partial with you Likewise. and i'm grateful to everybody out there who hopefully listened and learned something uh, and hopefully you will continue on learning with pardes parsha podcast and other pardes opportunities thank you tovalea thank you Tzvi. Thank you again for downloading this podcast, a production of Pardes North America. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Spotify for the latest episodes of the Pardes Parsha podcast.